0: Org.
1: The Bears with a clean injury report as they get ready to visit the Patriots in the Monday night matchup. Mac Jones is expected back at quarterback for the Patriots tonight. Chiefs receiver McCole Hardman led the way with three touchdowns in Sunday's route of the 49ers. The Chiefs now head into their bye week. The Astros host the Phillies for game one of the World Series on Friday night after the Strohs finished their sweep of the Yankees on Sunday and the Phillies closed out the Padres. I'm Doug Thompson. <laughs> From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, now featuring Happy Mondays with two-for-one happy CBD cocktails, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. 106.3
0: KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller until 1 o'clock. Well, since we went to break, the Jets have announced that Mm Brees Hall is Officially out for the year. Torn ACL, MCL as well. So speedy recover to Brees Hall, who was on his way to perhaps uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year honors in the NFL. I got a
2: couple of Brees Hall tickets for Rookie of you the Year. You can rip too. those
0: bad boys up. But well, let's get this talk some baseball, shall we? Matt Snyder, Sports.com. His playing ticket will take him to Houston. When are press conferences? Matt, good morning, first of all. Press conference is Thursday, I'm assuming, for the two teams?
3: Yeah, at some point Thursday, uh, middle afternoon, probably. They usually like to let them work out in the middle of the afternoon or so. So I, 2.30 Central or so, if I had to guess, maybe 3 well, or at the absolute latest.
0: Make sure your plane gets in plenty of time in advance of that. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I'm excited about this series. I am. It's the fact maybe it's the Phillies that are in it. Um, it's just one of these teams, uh, that regardless of sports, somebody gets hot at the right t- time. If it's the NFL, a wild card team comes from that six or seven spot to find their way uh, into the championship. And here these Phillies are, and they absolutely look as though they belong. This isn't a fluke that the Phillies are going to play uh, for, a, for a title.
3: No, here's the thing. They, they started out slow, and they were 21-29 and 29 through May. And, it's, you know, they won June 1st, and then they fired Girardi. But uh, under Rob Thompson, they played at a 95-1 pace the rest of the year. And keep in mind, Bryce Harper was hurt for two months. Mm, yep. So you're talking about a, a team that's very capable of playing like a powerhouse when they're on, and uh, they're certainly playing like that right now. I mean, they, they haven't even faced elimination. They were in danger of going down 2-1 in the wild card series, but they took care of that game. Uh, like you said, they did not trail in the NLDS. They didn't trail in the NLCS either, not even one nothing in any of those series. So they've played really really well. I know a lot of people like to make rust into something, and so now they have to sit for four days. But you know what? So do the
0: Astros. Right.
3: And I think the Phillies are the type of team that um, – They don't want to get too deep in their rotation. We saw how that went in uh, game four when they tried to start Falter there. So them being able to set their rotation and have four starts out of seven games from Nola and Wheeler Mm -hmm. and then Suarez to be their third guy, that's that's about all they could ask right now. Uh, And the way they're going offensively, they've absolutely got a shot.
2: Going old school and something that you certainly saw back in the day where you only needed three. I, I one of the great trivia yeah, questions is going back and who who started the other game for the twins in the World Series of eighty seven? It was Les Straker. But he had Burt Plylevin. <laughs> really? And, <laughs> yes, he wow. had Burt Plylevin and of course Frank Viola. Les Straker was the guy that got huh. the other started the World Series as they won it in seven games. That, that's when he can win a nice bar bet with somebody uh, sometime using that one. Matt, uh you look at this, the setup for it, but the gap is pretty still significant. Isn't it between Houston and the Philadelphia? I, don't really I mean no. Ken, he, he's nervous now. I think it's because he's got a lot of Houston money also <laughs> invested here. Do you see the gap being pretty significant or no?
3: Yeah, it is. Uh, the Astros are way better. But, you know, it's the, the, if you would have said going into the, the postseason, well, the Cardinals were better. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the Braves were better. And I think going into the NLCS, most people probably thought the Padres were better. Um, so, you know, they could absolutely overcome. And we've seen – and let's go. just go back to last year. The Astros were better than the Braves, and the Braves won that in six, and they almost won in five. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got that grand slam early in game five from Austin Riley, and it looked like it was over. Or no, it was Duvall. Adam Duvall. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, you, if you look top to bottom, the Astros are just absolutely loaded. They have a rotation where they had basically seven good starters, so they were kicking three of those guys at the bullpen, and <laughs> in the regular season, the bullpen had the best ERA in baseball. You're starting out with Justin Verlander, then they go to Framber Valdez, who led the American League in innings pitched, and still had a 2.82 ERA. Uh, yeah, the, the offense, I, I don't know if you're going to get as much from Chaz McCormick and Martin Maldonado <laughs> nice. as, as He did the, against the Yankees. The, the saving grace, I, I, same with Guriel even. I, I think that he what you have to hope if you're the Phillies is the Astros go into one of those areas where they're reliant on the top of the order in Altuve, Pena, you Alvarez and Alex Bregman, and then Kyle Tucker as well. Like they have to get the offense from that five or they don't get it all. You have to hope that the last four spots go back to being a total zero, which they have been at times through the year, but definitely not all year. Um, but yeah, if they're going to get the bottom order per, 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 uh, production like they did in the ALCS. This thing could be over in four again. Um, interesting Ugh. note on the Astros: uh, undefeated so far in the postseason. The last time we saw an undefeated team in the postseason was the 1976
0: Reds. Hmm. Didn't know that. They got to go. That's what. That's the way back. Uh, that's that big Red Machine era. You know what's weird about this is, and I think a lot of folks have forgotten. um you know who the Astros' final series was against of the regular season? The Phillies. The Phillies. Yeah. These teams saw each other two weeks ago, for crying out loud, which is remarkable schedule-making. I don't know. I just – maybe it's just I'm hoping for a good series. I am. I'm hoping that the Phillies can find a way to keep this – because I'm not ready for baseball to end, I guess is yeah. where I'm going, Matt. And and this team – Well, we
3: just had two short series. Yes, that's exactly LCA.
0: right. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. I look at this team and and I give them a little bit of a shot. Schwarber and Castellanos. Brandon Marsh is a guy to me. I didn't know defensively he had the game that he's had. And then, you know, back to yesterday, why why did they pitch to Bryce Harper? Why wouldn't they have gone and got Hayter, who was ready to come in at that point? Why let a right-hander throw to Bryce Harper?
3: Uh, Bob Melvin said that uh, Hayter wasn't even ready, so I don't know if he was expecting them to get Real Muto out and not have a decision like, okay, Harper's the go-ahead run now, but you should be ready for everything. And he also said, well, we only wanted him to get four outs, um, and that would have required him to get six. But, like, man, at that point, your season's on the line, yeah. you know? I, I think you-, you go out and you have a conference, and then you walk back to the dugout, then you walk back out <laughs> and just stall as much as you can to try to get Hater as close to ready as he can. I, I, that was a bad decision, and and I'm, I'm a big fan of Bob Melvin, Me but too. that one was missed because if you went and look at Bryce Harper's split, it's like 200 OPS points uh, versus a mm. lefty and versus a righty, so you just can't let a righty see him there.
2: Yankees get swept, which is, I think, music to have basically anybody's ears outside of, of course, Yankee fans. What does that mean for yeah. Boone? And also the judge question that lingers. He bet on himself, and boy, did he come up big.
3: So on Boone, I, I, I'm on the fence. It, it feels like he's going to go, but man, I, it, it, in, in so many ways, it seems like these Yankees, uh, the George Steinbrenner era, is so, so, so far in the rearview mirror, and it almost seems like these guys are totally different, that it's not World Series or bust. Like this is, it, it, this. is I don't know if the current group views this as a failure. They won 99 games. They made a ton of money. They got a ton of attention for Judge. They got to the ALCS. I don't think they view that as a failure anymore. Maybe Brian Cashman will move on from Boone because mm-hmm. Boone did not cover himself in glory in the playoffs. But like I feel like Cashman's safe. I feel like this is they're exactly good with this. Um, by the same token, I do think that they keep Judge because if you look at that lineup a lot of this year, if you took Judge out of it, ooh boy, it was mm-hmm. kind of ugly for a team as good as they were. And I, I, I think that it's a fit there and I know he's from the Bay Area and the Giants probably have a lot of money to spend, but that's not that great of a ballpark to hit in. He's been in New York for seven years. I maybe sometimes I, I think people might overestimate the going home factor after it's been so long. Then again, Freddie Freeman kinda did. Um so so I I, I still think that Judd is gonna stay in New York. I wouldn't be like blown away if he signs elsewhere. But if you're looking for a prediction, it's it's staying
0: with the Yankees. Uh, Bruce Bochy signing with the Rangers. The, does that make it more likely that Kershaw's decision as to what he's going to do, retire comp- from the game completely, do it again with the Dodgers, or go close to home? I guess his, his home is like yeah. 20 minutes away from the ballpark. I would have to think that that makes the Rangers – I mean, I don't know where it was prior to the signing, but I think the odds are better that at least he entertains leaving L.A.
3: Maybe I don't think after he's been, I I, I think there has to be consideration to the team and uh, in terms of winning after he's been with the Dodgers this long, it's gone to the playoffs basically every single year Um, they've won a ring, but it was in 2020 and it wasn't really in front of any fans. And it, that was Mm -hmm, an abbreviated season. I kind of feel like if he's going to run it back, it's just going to be with the Dodgers again, because that's going to be his best chance to win. And he's been there forever. Um to gut feeling. I've got no reporting or sourcing mm-hmm. on that, but my, my gut feeling is it's Dodgers are retire.
2: Interesting. Well, a lot going on. What's this uh crop of free agency looking like overall? I, I know shortstop has been something that's talked about a lot when you look loaded at, again, yeah. Yeah, loaded at that position, of course, Correa at the top and and a lot of other names there too. Overall, what is this class going to be? How much movement do we anticipate we're gonna see?
3: Uh position players obviously judge is the best Mm -hmm. um but then again he's 30 and he probably just had his career year so uh it's not beyond him you've got like uh, jose abreu very good but 36 years old anthony rizzo there's a player option Yeah, rizzo might hit free agency again um cubs kick the tires or no Probably not. I think they're good to completely move on, especially since they were surprisingly better than a lot of people thought mm-hmm. they would be, especially in the second half. I, I think that Hoyer probably thinks he made the right decision on the, those guys. Um, shortstop's a big one, obviously. Gainsby Swanson, Zander Bogarts if he opts out, which I'm sure he will. Carlos Correa if he opts out, which he's very, very likely to do so. Trey Turner. Um, so the shortstop's where it is on the position player side. Pitching? uh, You know, Verlander again, but he's up there in age. Uh, you could be looking at in the in the ballpark of Nathan Navaldi, uh, Sean Monea and Mike Clevenger from the Padres, who were just eliminated. Um, it's not the most attractive class in the world. Oh, Carlos Rodon is probably the the, the number one starter, um, at least from America. There's a, another Japanese guy coming over, Senga is his mm-hmm. last name. He's going to be probably ace level. I heard the Very Cubs are looking at after. him.
0: I heard the Cubs will yep. make a run at him.
3: Yeah, I agree. Hmm.
0: Well, let's get to the point where we uh, go on record. You, you, It sounds to me like you think it's going to be a very tough ask for the Phillies to win this thing. I know the country's yes. going to be Phillies fans uh, for this, although isn't there part of you that is, you can hate the team, but don't you want to root for Dusty Baker? He wasn't there through all of this. If he gets his World Series, I'd be happy for that. Um, Astros in how many, Matt Snyder?
3: Six. Yeah. And I think – like. <laughs> Um, yeah, I was asked this morning uh, on our video, CBS Sports HQ, our video channel, and I said Astros at six. And I feel like the only reason I said six was because I just wanted to go back to the third stop. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, yeah it I, I could be in four. Ugh. Maybe it's a, what do they call it in basketball, the gentleman's sweep, mm-hmm. maybe in five. I'd love to see it go seven. I just feel like the Astros are so much better and they're in such a groove right now. But I tell you what, it'd be really fun if the Phillies could pull it off or even make it go seven. Uh,
0: I'm all for it if they can. Uh, What's Citizens Bank Ballpark like in Philadelphia? You been there? I don't know. I'm about to find out.
3: Nice, 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 nice. Yeah, I've never never been to Philadelphia, so I've already scouted out where the Rocky statue and the the steps are (laughs) and everything because I'm a diehard Rocky and Creed fan. (laughs)
0: Don't blame you. Good stuff. Matt, we'll talk to you uh, next week from uh, wherever you're at. Thanks for doing this, Matt Snyder. Safe trip. We'll read you and all your coverage on the World Series at CBSSports.com. Thank you, Matt Snyder. All
2: right, guys. Take care.
0: Thank you. Matt Snyder uh, joining us as he heads out on the road. What are you doing? What well, are you, you going
2: to bet? Matt Snyder's pick, that would be Astros in six, seven to one, is the odds currently That's better available.
0: than I thought. What, so is five the the
2: favorite?
0: What's the uh, no? Chad,
2: i I got that wrong. Astros in six is plus 340. That is okay. the betting I would favorite. I thought that was better. Yeah. Look, Phillies winning four to two mm. is seven to one. So Astros winning in six, plus 340. Astros in seven plus 390. Astros in five, five to one. That's where I'm going to be. Mm -hmm. Phillies in seven plus 650. Phillies four to two, seven to one. Phillies in five plus 750. An Astros sweep plus 850. You think they can? Yes. You really do? Oh, absolutely. Reese Hopkins is on a tear. Yeah. Not against the Astros; they're different. Zach different
0: Wheeler players. is going up against really Justin good. Verlander, who is well. I shouldn't say that. He, once he settled down to his last start, <laughs> yeah. he was a different. He was Justin Verlander again, wasn't he?
2: Billy sweep twenty to one, and that's not happening. I can't go there. Like the Reds A's series of nineteen ninety, that was a shocker. It was a shocker. That was a stunner. Um,
0: Real Muto, good player. Segura, eh, defensively, he's good. Marsh, Nick Castellanos, Bryce Harper, I don't know. They won 87 games. I know.
2: It's It's been a great run. But they're hot as hell. I mean, look at this team. But they also have now a week to sit and ponder Mm -hmm. and wait Mm -hmm. and cool off. Mm -hmm. And the cream rises to the top. So Astros
0: short series for you, huh? Five? Five. What did you get for that? Five to one? Five to
2: one. I'm heavily invested in the Astros. Are you? I'm very. Yeah. Till yesterday I went back to the well again before they even clinched. Because I knew, obviously, the price was going to go up, and it did. So yeah. got them minus 140 yesterday before mm-hmm. the game began. I think I got them at 12 to 1. That's my tickets. So you got, and I have so many of those championship parlays that mm. we did. A lot of I them. I looked at mine this weekend. I got the Braves on most of my
0: tickets. Oh, do you? Yeah. Uh, so most of them are cash. Thanks. I do have some Astros, though. Astros yeah. to the uh, – well, I told you. Astros to Alabama to the Chargers. Boy, that franchise.
2: Whew. How about yesterday? I watched a lot of that game. Did you? Yes. Why? Uh, just because the Chiefs were pulling away. Yeah. And it just, yeah, I'm, you knew how that one was going And it was going
0: of... late. It, was, it, yeah. it lasted longer it than any of the yeah. other games. And that always helps, too. Boy,
2: the Chiefs, that was an
0: eye-opening performance. Mm-hmm. To because this Niners defense is really good. And they're getting healthier.
2: Williams was back for the mm-hmm. Niners. Right. And, now... and early in the game, it looked like it was making a significant difference. And all of a sudden, that... NFL Sundays, they're great. Mm -hmm. Yesterday was not great. No, it wasn't. It was, Did
0: you have a losing weekend, losing Sunday, bet-wise? The spin of my
2: tires, Saturday Mm. was awful again. I cannot figure out college football. (laughs) I just, I'm bad. We're doing that contest with Bet Rivers. Oh, It's it's embarrassing. I'm brutal. The only one I got this week was when I went the opposite direction. I had the team total over on Iowa. What did I take? Yeah, I took the under on it. I don't know what I did. That was the only one I won. It was like 10 and a half. It was right around the number. Uh, I can't figure it out. I just, you know, and then you think back the weeks that were good. What did I do differently? How did I handicap? What was I thinking that week? I'm in a couple of different contests. I am awful this year in college football. going to happen, right? Can't win them all. No, it's certainly the case. Guess what? I'll be back in 2023 betting college football for, for more. <laughs> we all will. We'll yes. take a time out. We'll come back. Nick Olson,
0: Iowa State gets to play this week against Oklahoma. Now they had their secret scrimmage, those basketball scrimmages. Uh, Iowa State apparently scrimmaged to get Creighton. I I didn't ask this of Nick. I don't know if he has any insight mm-hmm. into this at all. But we will. Did he get any intel from that? Um, there was a bunch of them throughout the country this past weekend, and I and Creighton got together on Saturday afternoon. We'll ask Nick if you heard anything on that, mostly football with Nick. He's joining us next. Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station point in Ankeny. I'm Dr. Kevin Baker, a Des Moines dentist and chair of this year's Iowa Mission of Mercy, a free two-day dental clinic. The Iowa Mission of Mercy, or as you might know it, iMom, is coming to the Varied Industries building at the Iowa State Fairgrounds November 4th and 5th. Doors open each day at 6 a.m., and patients are seen on a first-come, first-served basis. Dental professionals from across the state will provide cleanings, fillings, and other simple dental procedures. DART is offering
1: free transportation to the fairgrounds for patients. For more information, go to Iowa Mom. where
3: you get your podcast.
1: Portions of the following program were pre-recorded.
2: Joined by Dr. Macy Dealman, Elite Eye Care in Waukee, and the Eye Company in Inc. Anch- Dr. Dealman, many people deal with dry eye.
1: If our eyes do not produce enough tears or the right quality of tears, dry eye develops. Elite Eye Care specializes in treatment of dry eye. More advanced dry eye may be due to inflammation of the skin and can be treated with IPL or intense pulsed light, which improves quality of the tear film and reduces discomfort from dry eye. Stop by and see myself, Macy Dealman, or the rest of our doctors at Elite Eye Care in Waukee or the eye company.
0: Let's see.
2: Like many of you, my home was hit by the storm recently. My roof had hail damage, and I knew there was one place to call. It's Trent Condon for Wolf Roofing. I've known the team at Wolf Roofing now for almost a decade. They're central Iowans that care about community and doing the job right. Go with a company that you know. A company from here. Go with Wolf Roofing. Set up your appointment at 515-225-8866. 225-8866 or online Wolf proofing Details. Now,
0: back to Miller and Condon
1: on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent.
0: Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Before we went to break, we neglected to give you the keyword for this hour. Win a $1,000, go to KXNO.com, and once you get there, enter... Win, W I N, win at kxno.com. <S-O. S-O. simple. K-X-O. laughs> kxno.com. You can win by entering the keyword win. Uh, that's this hour's keyword. Let's get to our friend Nick Oson. He covers Iowa State at CycloneAlert.com, 24-7 sports. Nick, Trent, and Ken, thank you for coming on. You had the weekend off, no football to attend. Uh, back at it tomorrow with uh, Matt Campbell's press conference. Just real quick, because I'm not sure you know what, uh, what if any, I should uh, preface it that way, information came out uh, on the scrimmage. They tried to keep this information. Um, you know, under wraps as best as they can. Jeff Goodman somehow gets the list of all the scrimmages that were taking place. And Creighton and Iowa State were scheduled to uh, get together on the hardwood to, uh, to scrimmage. Any any nuggets, Nick, or pretty uh, um, pretty much kept under wraps.
1: Yeah, so you know, I've known of a couple opponents, uh, Creighton, and then Northwestern coming up here soon. So. You know, the readers have known about these for a while. Uh, Not a ton coming out of Saturday. Essentially, you know, the point guard situation is is really kind of coming along for Iowa State. And there's a lot of growth in terms of offense that has come since the summer and that can still be seen a little more. I think that Creighton, you know, probably uh, showed kind of their returners and talent a little better. I, I did get the sense that they probably, you know, played a little bit closer to their best game than the Cyclones did over the weekend. Uh, But I think that honestly, there's a lot of good to take from both teams. There's a reason that the Blue Jays are top ten right now, and I I think that it's actually a really good sign that Iowa State is scrimmaging, you know, kind of some top teams like this right now, going into a season where there's, you know, kind of a lot of unknowns after so much was lost from last year's team.
2: Of course, big injury uh, that we found out here, what a week or two back, the point guard position continues to be the big question. Hear anything there, Taman Lipsy, of course, the freshman coming in from Ames, the possibility of him, maybe Kalsher helping out there, at least in a pinch from time to time. What about the point guard spot, and what do you anticipate that's going to look like going forward?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, kind of like we've said, really for a long time, which I think is kind of good for fans, because I know that a lot of my readers were kind of worried after that injury. You know, I expected Lipsy to have a role on this team no matter what, right? Even before this injury, when I was kind of asked about what freshman would really, you know, kind of get the most playing time already. And I thought that he at least had a solidified role pre-injury. And that was kind of to be a reliable, um, you know, trusted backup point guard. Now, I think you're going to see a lot of him uh, early on in games. I think that he's going to be a major factor at point guard. And that'd probably be, you know, kind of my likely pick to see starting right now. One thing I also took away from Big 12 Media Days last week was that it sounds like at least from, you know, T.J. Otzelberger in a group kind of media session, they're at least talking about or toying with going big at times, which I think mm-hmm. could be, quite honestly, a lot of a lot of fun and successful because of so many of the options and some of the new players that they have in the post this year. I've mentioned, I know on this show, how I think Robert Jones has taken a leap. TJ's gone on record, talking about that multiple times as well. So I think there are a few things, and I think that kind of speaks to the the depth of this year. I don't think they're going to have an Isaiah Brockington necessarily this year, but I do like a lot of the depth on this year's team, kind of the the chemistry and cohesion from what I'm getting as well. And I'm really excited to see you know unbelievably just about 2 weeks away from the regular season going here in Ames.
0: Uh, unbelievable. Well, let's get the football and here comes Oklahoma this week. You'll find out uh tomorrow what um you know where the, where the team is at. What do you think they are as far as the injuries this week? What did it do for this team? Who was kind of um you know getting close to returning that this week will certainly go a long way in getting them back uh, on the field.
1: Yeah, I think you've got to start with the running backs there, guys. I mean, Cartavius Norton, I liked some of what he showed down in Austin. Obviously, they found a lot of success through the air. So there was, you know, a lot of wideouts and Hanneke at tight end getting some looks. But I, I expect Norton to be in a really good spot this week. If I had to guess, and this is an educated guess, but the, the check in was a little bit ago, I'm not sure Brock will be the Gyrell Brock we saw the first couple weeks necessarily. But he's going to be in a better spot. So that right there, I think if, if the team had had even one of those guys healthy for some of these games, they'd be above five hundred. Uh, Malik Berdan has been making his way back. Ken, I know that's a guy yep. that we're both high on yep. at the safety position. Uh, he's been you know, getting some work in at practices and, and progressing at least. It's been a little bit of a, of a slow deal with kind of his lower body injury there. But nothing serious. It's just kind of been not forcing him through the pain or anything like that. Uh, Reader is making his way back. I'd be a little surprised if you saw him this week, but again, a great timing for him. And I know that a lot of uh, people kind of asked me about Hunter Deckers after that hit in Austin. Uh, he should be 100% and good to go. I, I didn't hear much of a worry or injury with him either. So quite honestly, it's it's getting to that point where guys are healthy, and if this team is set to make a bowl, those things kind of need to start happening this week.
2: Speaking of Hunter Decker's, of course, he was the man coming into the year. There was nobody that was going to unseat him. We know that it's been up and down, certainly inconsistent. Now that's something that usually happens with a young quarterback. But how long is the leash? You know, if if these same struggles continue, Rocco Beck came in with some pretty big accolades coming in out of high school here. Would you anticipate, say we get to the final couple of weeks of the season and there isn't a hope for bowl eligibility, could we see at minimum a little more Rocco Brackta not a two-quarterback system, but see a couple of series from the young guy, or is the leash so long that that's just so unlikely to happen?
1: Yeah, you know, Trent, I think that's very unlikely to happen, especially because of all the things that have kind of worked against Deckers this year. I mean, he's not, you know, played perfectly, and I think he'd be the first to acknowledge that, but I mentioned the injuries at running back, uh, you know some of the inconsistencies really throughout the entire team, but specifically on offense, as we've seen, just you know maybe something not going their way, a late turnover, um you know special teams. I just feel like you can't expect the team to kind of be perfect around you all the time, but the flashes he's shown, coupled with really how good he looked against a top you know twenty one twenty uh, first ranked team. In Texas, the last game they had, I, I'd be really shocked if that happened. And and I do feel that with kind of these weapons and moving up tempo, stretching the field, and more health, like I mentioned, I, I'd really be shell shocked. I think that he's you know kind of finding a groove, and I think this is going to be a fantastic week for him because as much talent as the Sooners have on that roster overall, their defense has not been That's a true. great unit this year. Yeah. So I, I'm expecting a big week from Hunter Decker's healthy and. Yeah, just about all his weapons around him as well.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be a shootout, Nick. I, I agree with you. You know, you look at the schedule: back to back at home, Oklahoma, then West Virginia before you go to Oklahoma State. Back home for Senior Day, Texas Tech, and then the final game, uh, Thanksgiving weekend to TCU, who, oh by the way, is yet to lose a game this uh, this season. Oklahoma State looks as though they're they're a major pain in the you know what, um, man. Oh man, I I can. They better win this week. Mm -hmm. And you know what? If they if they if they are going to get to six, and it's crazy to think that Oklahoma is on that list of uh, of of gettable games. If you're going to get to postseason, they almost feel like they have to have this one.
1: Yep. You know, as kind of in this position, I definitely try not to, you know, use terms like it. But I think this week is pretty safe to say it is a must win because there's no question the talent on this team is good enough to make a bowl game. And I feel that because Iowa State looked so good against Texas, they maybe could potentially grab a a win on the road, but you don't want to go into TCU needing a win to get to six for Mm -hmm. sure. I think Oklahoma, very beatable. Mm -hmm. They'll be favored against West Virginia at home. Texas Tech has been inconsistent. So, yeah, I know you guys are big into the lines and things like that. You know, I've really seen Oklahoma as a one-point favorite, so essentially just a pick them. Uh, You know, you kind of give the the advantage to the home team at that point, healthy Cyclones. I think this is the week, and, you know, partially that that might be because I feel that it has to be. I just, man, being around this team since March, I I can't really see them not getting to a bowl game, but you're right. It has to start this week, because you can't really drop five in a row and expect things to turn on a dime.
2: Win your home games, Trent, that puts them in, in, in the postseason. Tight end position. You know, Easton Dean had a lot of buzz coming into the year. Russ is more that H-back kind of guy. Has Deshaun Hanukkah turned himself into the best tight end on this roster? Good question.
1: Yeah, and, and, you know, I think you make some great points, Trent. I think that health has worked against Dean a little bit. Mm -hmm. I know that there was a lot of buzz. You know, I've really learned for the last couple years, so well before I got here, kind of about that buzz. Where I love Hanukkah and and where I think the staff is – really kind of used him well the last week and a half, two weeks, is really in that middle of the field, kind of using him as a great uh, option in the receiving game. You know, he's done some nice things after the catch. I think he showed some really good hands in Austin, and I just feel like the way things have shaken out with spreading the ball a little bit through the passing game as well as Dean maybe not being 100%. I like what you've seen from Hanukkah as a receiving option, and I would be pretty surprised if, you know, you don't see him uh, featured plenty more the rest of the season.
0: Uh, what have you got coming up this week? It's Cyclone Alert, Nick Olson.
1: Yeah, so even though it was, you know, the bye week, I did a lot of traveling back in the home state. Mm-hmm. Um, I was able to interview a top target in Nick Janowski for Iowa State, as well as the commit, Milan Mumchilovich, So I'll have one-on-ones with them the next couple of days, uh, multiple podcasts to preview the Oklahoma game. And We'll obviously be meeting with Matt Campbell tomorrow, so it's you know it's good to be back here in Iowa. A very busy week, but a fun one. I, I love game week, guys.
0: And we got you got five of them left, Nick Olson. Of course, you'll be at the press conference tomorrow, and you'll recap it with uh, Heather and Sean when you join uh, the afternoon drive, the KXNO drive um, on Wednesday. Good stuff, Nick. Thank you, appreciate it. As always, talk to you next Monday, if not before. Thank you. Thank you, Ken. Good to Thank talk to. you. Trent. Take care. Nick Olson, Cycle Alert, 24-7 sports as we catch up on
2: Iowa State. Win the home games. Simple as that, right? (laughs) Sounds like it. Oklahoma looked a little more difficult than it did after the Texas game. I agree. They figured it out. Gabriel's
0: back. Huge difference. Massive. But Nick Nick makes a good point. That defense, there's been better defenses than Norman. Iowa State offense has struggles. Mm -hmm.
2: Big-time struggles. With the
0: running game. Yeah, Overall. Get Cartavius Norton healthy. Deckers threw for over 300 against Texas. He did. So, um, winnable. Winnable, yes. Winnable. West Virginia, they'll be favored. They will be. Texas Tech is, you don't know what you're going to see. They're a Jekyll and Hyde. They are. They're good. They're good. The whole conference is good. Who are we kidding? Top to bottom. Uh huh. Now you go on the road. If you have to go on the road and win a road game, Mm -hmm. what if they get to five? What if I was at five before Nebraska? what if I was states at
2: five before t c u that's difficult <laughs> but
3: we got to keep this?
1: up with t
2: c u but t c u can we have t c u play somebody that actually has a quarterback play a full yeah, game that's please very
0: true very very true
2: because that t c u game isn't unwinnable nope a defense can be a sieve yep Deckers is upright they can score mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Haycock all of a sudden comes up with a little scheme, and a little you something. You said it
0: all year long. You never see him get blown off. This team does not get they blown out. Look at the close games they've played. What are they? Four losses by a combined fourteen in the Big Twelve. You know, play here, play there. I
2: hang mean, around. Mm-hmm. It's not an unwinnable game. At it's the end not. The game. It's, it's not. What was it? Fifty fifth, fifty five. Nothing. They lost to TCU that year. And then TCU dropped from three to five in the the playoff rankings. I do remember that. As they bumped Ohio Uh State. What garbage that That was, was too. That was terrible. Couldn't agree with you more.
0: Well, uh, win this week, and we'll continue these conversations. Let's get our break. Mr. Monday Night. Now, here's the thing with Mr. Monday Night. Yeah. I know he's a Bears fan. He is, yes. Does Mr. Monday Night's pick when it comes to his team get clouded at all? How much stock should we put into Mr. MNF this week?
2: Well, Mr. Monday Night has been known to fade his teams or go with his teams. I don't think Mr. Monday Night really cares about what the uniforms are going to be. Mm -hmm. It's all about getting wins. And Mr. Monday Night needs wins because it was a rough weekend. These are Uh, Monday nights of the get right night, though. Indeed, time to get even or even worse. Uh, So I'm
0: the uh, ESPN. We got ESPN in the studio. Yeah, I'm watching the Brees Hall where he got hurt again. Uh huh. Trent, it's nothing play. Right, exactly. It's a sweep around the left end, and it's not nobody hits him in the knee that I can see. Now there's a bunch of bodies there, but you don't see you don't see it bend. Funny or oh my god, he's not getting up from this one. He gets up and walks off, and then walks behind the bench before he finally jumps up onto the cart by himself. Mm-hmm. But that that's can happen. With oh, it ACLs, does but absolutely. Yeah. But it just looked like yeah, you, know, you know, you've seen you've seen non contact, right? But you just never know, I guess. Anyways, mm-hmm. too bad for him because he was having... And he's going to, fingers crossed, be able to bounce back from this uh, and have the career that a lot of people are forecasting he's going to have. Uh, Mr. Monday Night, his Monday night forecast. It's next. It's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Who makes the O gear that you see throughout the community? Or maybe it's the WHO or maybe it's the bus. It's Authentic Brand, authentic-brand.com. Great fitting. Attention to detail. Comfortable for those of us who get to wear... Wear it preferred by national brands. And if you're in charge of elevating your company's brand, how about you give it to the employees? You let them wear the company that they work for on their shirt, on their pullover, on their jacket, on their
2: toque. Duke. That's stocky, what you call stacking. Stocky camp. Camp. Okay, yes. Yeah. But you get the point. Authentic-Brand.com. And it's not only for your company, also for whatever team you root for. All four in-state school schools, they have you covered with Drake, you and I, Iowa, Iowa State. And in fact, if you're an out-of-state fan, keep an eye on what they have there on Authentic Brand. Authentic-Brand.com is where you go. Got my Hawkeye gear or the new Hawkeye Authentic Brand sweatshirt this weekend. Did not bring home the victory (laughs) in that one. But, hey, I was happy. I was warm. But you looked good. You were comfortable. Yes, absolutely. They do that for you. Go online, authentic-brand.com and find out. Um. Trent Condon here from my good friends at Renner's Warehouse. Everyone's buzzing about the seller's market in Des Moines Real Estate. So now is a great time to sell your home, right? Wrong. Today, a lot of homes are being snatched up by Wall Street firms and they're being turned into rental properties, which begs the question, what do these Wall Street hucksters know about renting that you don't? Well, they're not dumb. They know renting's a lucrative, long-term investment. They know it delivers cash flow, appreciation, and tax benefits. And they know you'll sell your home to them instead of renting it out yourself. Except now you know better. Because the good people at Renner's Warehouse Des Moines have known about the benefits of renting for years. They can show you exactly why renting your home can be way better than selling it. And they can manage the entire process for you, bringing all the benefits of renting to you instead of selling them off to someone else. Say no to Wall Street and say yes to knowing. Call Renner's Warehouse Des Moines today at 515-528-4429 or renterswarehouse.com. That's renterswarehouse.com.
0: A minute or so of the program. Murph and Andy coming up here at 1 o'clock. The KXNO Drive with Heather and Sean from 3 until 6. Cyclone Insider, the one Register show tonight goes at 6. And the coaches show at 6.30. There's your local programming lineup for now for the rest of the day. But right now, Mr. Monday night, it's the Patriots. It's the Bears. Pats favored 8.5.
2: Eight and a half, currently the number Mr. Monday Night. Red hot, five and two against the number this year. We go to six and two with the favorite. Mr. Monday Night does not like favorites. This one. Mr. Monday Night's on the right side. Bill Belichick. Will take away. (laughs) Against this offensive line. Yeah. I I like under-rushing props for the Bears. They're not going to let him run the football. No. This is going to be ugly. Not only that, you know Belichick loves history. You know, he ties Hallis with a win here tonight. Oh, my. How sweet is that? Lay it all day long. Patriots, big. I think so, too, Trent.
0: I've I've thought that all weekend long. Belichick's got uh, plans for Justin Fields. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be his night. We'll see. Uh, Thanks for being with us here today. We are here every Monday through Friday. We kick off the lengthy six-hour block every Monday through Friday from 11 till 1. You can listen to Miller & Condon. We're glad that you do. Uh, It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Have a great rest of your day.